0: Support for Taiwan in Europe has been growing in recent years and now has grown to include members of the Swiss parliament across party lines.
1: A delegation from Switzerland met with President Tsai Ing-wen on Monday and spoke about shared interests in resisting authoritarianism as well as promoting trade. Both sides vowed to deepen cooperation towards protecting those interests.
2: A Swiss parliamentary delegation arrived in Taiwan on Sunday. The cross-party delegation met with a warm reception from President Tsai Ing-wen on Monday. I would like to once again thank you all for your staunch support for
3: Taiwan. Taiwan and Switzerland are like-minded partners that share the values of freedom and democracy. We are also both trade-oriented nations, and the industries we have developed possess complementary strengths. We also look forward to strengthening cooperation in all other fields, including shared efforts, to combat disinformation and bolster cybersecurity, the Russian war of aggression has major implications on the humanitarian situation in Europe and for the global economy. And it is a call to all peoples and their leaders to strengthen dialogue, to seek cooperation, to promote world peace, democracy, and multilateralism. Authoritarianism and war must not prevail.
2: Russia's invasion of Ukraine even prompted the traditionally neutral Swiss government to enact its own sanctions on Moscow. The delegation also spoke on authoritarian China, expressing concern over the situation in the Taiwan Strait.
3: That we are visiting Taiwan this week. It is absolutely essential that the existing differences and tensions between Taiwan and the PRC are resolved peacefully and through dialogue.
2: Anything less would be unacceptable. That's why we can assure you, Madam President, Mr. Minister, that our friendship group will use all opportunities to recall the strong ties between Taiwan and Switzerland and to support your right to remain democratic.
3: As Taiwan stands on the front line in defending democracy, we will resolutely maintain regional peace and stability faced with the sustained expansion of authoritarianism, we also call on all democratic allies to continue to deepen partnerships and work together to
2: safeguard our way of life. The Swiss delegation will be in Taiwan for six days and plans to follow its visits to the presidential office with visits to the legislature, Xinju Science Park, and historical military sites in Jinmen.
1: Since the start of the World Health Organization's executive meeting, Taiwan's diplomatic allies such as Haiti Paraguay and Eswatini have voiced support for Taiwan's meaningful participation in the international body. Also voicing support for Taiwan were the U.S. and Japan.
0: The comments did not sit well with China, however, who accused them of politicizing global health. The U.S. responded that, since Taiwan has previously been an observer, there was no legitimate reason for it not to be so now.
3: The WHO recently held its executive board meeting, where representatives from several of Taiwan's allies voiced support for Taiwan's inclusion. Also speaking up for Taiwan were the U.S. and Japan.
2: First, I would like to emphasize that we should refer to good example of regions which successfully tackled COVID-19 in terms of public health response, such as Taiwan, and should not make any geographical vacuum which are created by leaving specific regions behind in addressing global health issues.
4: We urge WHO to be fully inclusive of all partners, including Taiwan, and support Taiwan's participation as observers to the WHA and in the work of WHO. WHO, affirming the slogan of health for all.
3: As expected,
2: China's representative voiced opposition to the comments. These claims that the Taiwan area is being left out have no basis to them and are just intentional political manipulations. China urges all countries to return to the matter at hand to avoid politicizing public health issues. China said calling for Taiwan's
3: inclusion was a political move. That's despite Taiwan having been an observer in the international body between 2009 and 2016, until leadership in Taiwan went back to the DPP. The U.S. representative pointed out the inconsistency in China's claims.
4: Taiwan was an observer to the World Health Assembly from 2009 to 2016, and there's no reasonable justification to exclude its participation, which will benefit the world. As such, the United States will continue its long-standing policy of supporting the meaningful participation of Taiwan in international fora, including at the World Health Organization.
3: It is important to share information and knowledge among all countries and regions in the world in a free, transparent and timely manner. This includes regions such as Taiwan that have taken effective measures against COVID-19. Despite China's constant objections, allies continue to speak up for Taiwan on in the international stage, supporting its participation in the WHO.
0: Buddhist organization Fo Shan confirmed on Monday that its founder, Yun, had passed away on Sunday morning.
1: Reports say the leader had recently been on kidney dialysis and had lost his appetite. Yun had devoted his entire life to Buddhism, in his will, he stated that after his passing, there would be no relics or red tape asking those who miss him to simply write or sing Buddhist songs. More than $1 billion NT in his trust fund will be donated to charitable causes. Shan will open its doors to mourners for seven days starting Monday with a memorial service to be held on February 13th at 9am. After cremation, Xinyin's remains will be placed in Foguangshan's Wanshou Garden. Taiwan's cultural attractions are some of the most searched destinations on Google Maps. That's according to a new list from Google revealing the top 10 cultural destinations searched for in 2022.
0: Coming in at number 6 and number 7 are two of Taiwan's most famous places. Can you guess where they are?
1: The two attractions beat other famous global sites like the Louvre Museum in France and Gyeongbok Palace in South Korea.
3: When we go traveling, most of us turn to digital tools like Google Maps to help us find our destination. Now, Google has published a list of its top 10 most searched cultural destinations over the last year. And two destinations in Taiwan have made the list. We asked passers-by to guess which two destinations they are, but nobody got it right. The top Taiwanese destination is Chiang Kai-shek Memorial Hall at number 6 in the world.
2: (laughs) 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 The
3: Taiwanese people we asked all seemed quite surprised by that, but if you head down to the hall, you will notice lots of international tourists taking in the sights and taking plenty of photos. The second Taiwanese destination is none other than this famous spot.
4: Songshan's cultural and creative park in Taipei is number 7 on Google's most searched destinations, beating the Louvre in France at number 8 and South Korea's Gyeongbok Palace at number 10.
3: Taiwan's top tourist sites made the cut. Number 1 and number 2 on the list are both in the UK, Buckingham Palace and Big Ben. Next up is the Great Pyramid of Giza at number 3. Then comes Christ the Redeemer in Brazil, followed by the Royal Palace of Brussels in Belgium. Then it's Taiwan at number 6 and number 7. Google says the popularity of searches for Chiang Kai-shek Memorial Hall and Songshan Cultural and Creative Park reflect the massive global interest in Taiwanese sites worldwide, as well as Taiwan's tourist potential post-pandemic. But many are asking, why is the list missing this major attraction?
4: <laughs> Taipei 101 it's a super-tall skyscraper.
3: The New Year fireworks show at Taipei 101 is a major event almost every year. However, the giant mall complex doesn't make the cut because it's not technically a cultural destination. Despite 101's absence, the list reveals the passionate interest in Taiwan's culture globally.
0: We go now to Miaoli to meet a seamstress with an incredible life story. Zen Lin Meihui quit school as a child to support her family with her sewing skills. As the years went by, her mastery of clothes-making only grew.
1: And after 60 years at the sewing machine, she turned back to the classroom. And now she's got her master's degree at the age of 76 with a thesis that explains the story of her rich professional career. We visited her at the Zunan Handicrafts Cooperative to hear more.
3: She manages the machine with her foot, sewing a hem along the edge of the material. It's a face mask with a traditional haka print, featuring the distinctive tongue flower of Miao Li. But selling Meihui doesn't just make accessories, the flower print is adapted for clothes of all kinds, including glamorous qi pao. She started supporting her family through sewing after graduating from elementary school. In middle age, she founded a local handicrafts
2: cooperative, producing clothes of all kinds in hacker style. In the old days, they talked about poor households and eliminating poor households. In those days, there were lots of workshops in people's living rooms. So we came up in that era and organized our cooperative. And 60 years after she left grade school, Tung Lin decided to go
3: back to the books. She studied at the Institute of Hakka Language and Communication at National United University, studying the rise and fall of the ready-to-wear industry in Taiwan. She wrote her master's thesis based on her own life story and passed her defense in January, becoming a Master of Arts at the age of
2: 76. <laughs> Some students who are Hakka may have some difficulties in communicating. I think it's great to use this opportunity to go to school. I can learn more of the secret tricks of the Hakka language. Lin is delighted to have recorded
3: her professional career for posterity. She hopes it can serve as a reference for future generations of Hakka artists and craftspeople. Her next project? She's studying online marketing in the hope of reaching a greater audience for the cooperative.
0: KMT vice chair Andrew Xia is planning a trip to China this month, only months after his last controversial delegation to China.
1: One researcher said the trip appears to be aimed at probing China's preference for the KMT's presidential election candidate, and that KMT Chair Eric Chu is selling himself as the facilitator of peace in the Taiwan Strait.
0: However, the KMT caucus whip denies this, saying that President Tsai herself has called for improved cross-strait relations.
2: With the new year just started, KMT Chair Eric Chu has been traveling throughout Taiwan meeting party members. On Monday, Chu met with members in Penghu and held a belated Lunar New Year celebration with them. Chu also took the opportunity to announce that party vice chair Andrew Xia will visit China from Wednesday until Friday next week. The trip will take Xia to Beijing, Chongqing and Shanghai. Last year, we
3: were mostly dealing with issues related to the Mini 3 links, as well as airline waypoints. This year, the most important issue for us is food exports to China, including sugar apples and fisheries products. The KMT and the CCP have continuously maintained dialogue. There have been lots of personnel changes, so both sides are using the trips to get to know each other. From the KMT's perspective, another main
2: purpose of the visit is to meet with Taiwanese business people in China. Researcher Zhao Shan, who will join the KMT delegation to China, emphasized the importance of Taiwanese business people to the delegation. However, rumors are that Eric Chu has also arranged meetings with important Chinese politicians, including Taiwan Affairs Office head Song Tao, Association for Relations Across the Taiwan Straits head Zhang Zhijun, and CCP Politburo member Wang Huning. No, no, no. Chu has insisted that the KMT's China visits are needed to safeguard peace in the Taiwan Strait. However, with the next presidential election less than a year away, the DPP has questioned the timing of the visits. Meanwhile, one researcher has suggested the KMT may be seeking approval from Chinese leader Xi Jinping for the KMT's election nominee. In her New Year's address, President Tsai Ing-wen herself
3: said that in the post-pandemic era, she hopes there can be orderly cross-strait interaction. Eric Chu is trying to increase exposure for himself and is selling himself as the only one who can communicate with Beijing. He's trying to give the impression that the KMT is going back and forth across the strait to maintain peace and stability. This current trip may be to test the waters. If Beijing doesn't see Chu favorably,
2: he can still go there and see who it prefers as a candidate. The researcher said Beijing has influence over next year's presidential election in Taiwan and that Xia's trip is intended to see who Beijing prefers as a candidate. By presenting itself as the party that can secure peace, the KMT hopes to increase its election chances.
1: The National Immigration Agency held an event at Taipei Main Station on Sunday to promote its latest visa overstay forgiveness program. The goal is to offer a low-hassle way for foreign nationals who have overstayed their visas to return to their home countries.
0: Until June 30th, overstayers who report with the NIA will not be detained or banned from re-entering Taiwan, and they will only be charged the minimum fine of 2000 NT. In contrast, getting caught by law enforcement comes with stiffer fines, detention, and a re-entry ban. <laughs>
3: The National Immigration Agency on Sunday held a press conference so that foreign nationals who have overstayed their visas can come forth and return to their home countries. It's launched a forgiveness program with no detention, minimum fines, and no bans on returning to Taiwan to encourage overstayers to report with the government.
2: The first part of the program is no detention. If you come forth and report with us, we will not put you in a detention center. The second part is low fines. We will only be issuing the minimum fine, regardless of how long you have overstayed. If you come and report your situation, you will only be fined the minimum 2000 NT. The forgiveness program launched on February
3: 1st and will be in effect until June 30th. People who report in with the NIA will not be arrested, will be let go with a minimum fine of 2,000 NT, and will be allowed back to Taiwan in the future. That's in contrast with getting caught by police, which entails detention, a fine of the maximum 10,000 NT, and a six-year ban on re-entering Taiwan. In order to make more people aware of the forgiveness program, NIA officials proficient in foreign languages were part of the event, to explain the
2: rules to foreigners in their own language. I wanted to take this opportunity to hold this event at places like Taipei Main Station where many foreign residents gather. We would like to encourage all people who can to take advantage of this program and return home. The event was held at Taipei Main Station, which is a popular hangout place
3: for many foreign residents in northern Taiwan. The NIA hopes that word of mouth will spread the news of the program along so that people in a difficult situation can return home with the minimum hassle.
0: The father-daughter design duo composed of Xiao Yang and Xiao Tian has won a Grammy Award for Best Recording Package.
1: The award was given to them for the design of the album "Beginningless Beginning" by the Danzui Kavalan Chinese Orchestra. Let's hear from the winners. Zhao and Jin for "Beginningless Beginning."
3: I would like to thank my mother and I hope that she will get better soon. I would also like to thank my father and my wife who kept me company last night. Now we can have a good sleep together today. I want to also thank my ancestors and everyone in the Tamsui Kavalan Chinese Orchestra. He is my dad and we finally made it.
4: Thank you Grammy. I love you all.
1: This year was Mr. Xiao's seventh Grammy nomination in 18 years. The collaborative work with his daughter features the outline of a traditional puppet on the cover of the album which opens up in many layers to resemble an antique camera. It's the second year in a row that Taiwanese designers have won the best recording package at the awards ceremony. The CDC has a new campaign to raise awareness of infectious diseases. Do you find it hard to remember how different bugs are spread?
0: Well, maybe this will help. The campaign depicts diseases found in Taiwan as unique characters. Their personalities are based on the specific qualities of the disease.
1: Artist Trin Lo worked hard to make each character reflect its virus perfectly. But did she succeed? Let's check it out.
3: a roster of cool characters named after infectious diseases. This fun and detailed drawing style, you might think it's a new Japanese anime, but it's a collaboration between the Taiwan CDC and artist Chen Lo, turning infections into memorable characters.
4: Personally, I focus on the individuality of the characters. Because I think a person's character is reflected in their appearance and their dress and everything else we can see about them. So I look at the symptoms of the disease, its causes, how it's transmitted and then I imagine what kind of personality this character might have.
3: The characters all had to match the diseases, Influenza is a rapper, Novel Influenza A-Virus is a man in a plague doctor costume, Enterovirus is a child with a doll, meanwhile a glamorous widow is Dengue Fever with a pair of insect wings tattooed on her back and a poisonous devil's trumpet flower in her hand to symbolize its deadliness. The diseases are now alluring characters but personifying a virus is not easy. All the details of dress and character had to be linked somehow to the condition. Lo has a demanding day job and spent her evenings on the illustrations, sometimes running into serious challenges.
4: I couldn't imagine how some characters should express themselves. For example, influenza. For me, everything about it is too abstract. I get inspired more easily when I talk to other people. I think talking to people is how I solve problems.
3: This is the CDC's latest campaign to spread public health knowledge, raising medical awareness and creating fun along the way.
1: After six years of the hard work of a local team of botanists has finally borne fruit, literally. The team has managed to cultivate about 30 hectares of blueberries in a plot near Shan in Jiai County.
0: It's a considerable feat for Taiwan, which relies on imports to meet demand for the berry. Let's hear from the team.
1: Taiwan's
3: climate is tropical and subtropical, so we had to set up a lot of big sheds so that we could make minute adjustments to the temperature. We went step-by-step, step, and whenever we found problems, we solved them immediately. Until now, we were unable to cultivate blueberries in Taiwan, while the blueberries were imported. It was the first time that we got such an experience. We are gradually increasing the production of blueberries, which will slowly open up other paths for experimentation. We use imported blueberries, and each meal crepe cake takes about 4 to 5 bucks. Boxes of blueberries. Taiwan-grown blueberries really do sound quite special. We could try using them in the future.
0: The team had to attend to many issues, including selecting the right varieties of berries, achieving the right composition of the soil, and adjusting temperature, humidity, and irrigation parameters. They expect to harvest 30 to 40 tons of blueberries this season, with more stable yields expected in the future, with better technology.